Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Plus minus. Curry, way downtown. Bang! Bang! Oh, what a shot from Curry! Tim Kawakami deserves all the credit there. <laughs> Plus minus. Hey, driving again. Tell Marcus that he asked you know, that question about my defense. You hear that, Marcus? Anthony, you know me well, buddy. Y'all have a great night. I think he got the highest plus minus in the season in NBA history. Hello and welcome to an NBA Finals preview edition of the Warriors Plus Minus podcast. Uh, Warriors Celtics. Tim Kawakami is here. Marcus Thompson is waiting in the wings. Feels like a post game. Uh, all 82 here while we wait for Marcus to finish up. <laughs> Except for it's in the morning. Uh, it's just we got to get back into that rhythm. Post game rhythm, pre game. That's what we are. First thought when you heard Warrior Celtics. I agree with Draymond Green that the Celtics were the best team in the East. As Slater knows, I kind of wanted to go to Miami. I think I was pretty public about that. I I respect Miami and I want to go there. But even when Miami won game six in Boston, I just thought Boston was a better team. And they're better equipped to play the Warriors. Like, you know, I'm going to write about this today. Like, if you had to draw up a team that would give the Warriors problems and has given the Warriors problems, you'd say somebody who can guard... Steph Curry, Marcus Martin, and a couple of really dynamic wings who can play both ways. And obviously Tatum has been that, and Jalen Brown can be that. Also the backline defense with Slater, which you have documented quite well, uh, if Robert Williams is healthy. There's a lot of stuff they got. And they're the toughest team for the Warriors to, to face this playoffs, and they're the toughest ones possible that could have come out of the East. Uh, would you agree with that, Slater? Yeah. And this is, by the way, an opinion shared by many within the Warriors. I mean, all season, it was like, as Boston was, you know, on, I shouldn't say all season, like the last few months, as Boston had this like crazy turnaround and over the last, you know, whatever, 40 games or so, it was like this crazy defensive rating. Everybody within the, and I should say everybody, but a lot of people who really followed the league closely within the Warriors were like, you see what Boston's doing? That might be the best team in the league. Now, there was also times during the playoffs where you would be talking to them, and you know, where there's always conversations, particularly about the other conference, just like, hey, what you know, what do you think of the Miami series? It was like, you know, Boston in five, Boston's gonna take down Milwaukee easy, Boston's gonna wipe Miami away. And it was always like then you would see them as the series progressed, like, you know, why is it two two? You know, why is it three two? You know, why is it going to game seven? So as much as Boston does profile as like a really difficult matchup which does matter as we all know like playoffs are a lot of times about you know styles make fights but they have not had an impressive postseason run i mean i'm sitting there watching the miami series the entire time and it's like at no point in that series do i think boston is losing it until suddenly jimmy butler is rising for three with 13 seconds left in game seven with a chance to take the lead that's how close they were to losing this series, which is like, why were they that close to losing this? You know, Milwaukee almost went out against the Nets two years ago, right? When Kevin Durant, so that foot isn't on the three, that goes in. I mean, like, we can play that out a lot, but I agree. They can be sloppy. They can have hard a hard time scoring. They get They really are, 
How many times is Marcus Smart taking the shot at the end? It is amazing. Got Jason Tatum and uh, Jalen Brown, and a lot of times this is Marcus Smart just because he's got the guts to take the last shot. Uh, things can get bogged down. They are sort of familiar to me with the Warriors. Like they turn the ball over too much. They try to do too much dynamic stuff, and sometimes they just get shut down. Even with all the talent they've got, but I just think in a in a if you're going to drop a game to game situation. The Celtics can do stuff that bug the Warriors. The Warriors can do stuff that bug the Celtics. Clearly, yes, they're not. They haven't been with seven two seven game series. Like two of them, the Warriors have have lost what total seven games? Two, three, two. Yeah. So uh, obviously the Celtics are not all all powerful. Obviously they've had some struggles, but you know sometimes the the individual thing is is the series we play them up too much it just becomes like what are they going to do against the warriors in this series and i think it's going to be really tricky however having gotten through the two seven game series they're going to be fatigued there's no i mean the warriors having home court advantage so the celtics have to play game five in miami go back to boston lose game six in boston go back to miami win game seven go back to boston and then fly out here i think they flew out yesterday i'm not quite sure and deal with the media today, which we know is going to be a circus, and then play game one. They're going to be tired. Like That could really affect games one and two, I think. Yeah, I think game one is absolutely massive for the Warriors to win, where it's not like if the Boston loses, I'm not suddenly like, you know, Boston's done this series. Where if the Warriors lose, I'm like, uh-oh, you know, because everything does, really these first two games profiles well for the Warriors. The three-day rest advantage, as you mentioned, the fact that historically, you know, and the Cavaliers teams have talked about this in the past, but, you know, you play this like gritty Eastern Conference basketball, you know, a lot of times it is, you know, high pick and roll type stuff, isolation type stuff. It's, you know, you're playing low, more low scoring games and then suddenly you're in used to be oracle arena now it's chase and it's just like you know what is this like weird machine working around me where like the best player doesn't even have the ball he's back cutting he's setting pin down screens you know their power forward who doesn't scores up top like playing traffic cop and you know like clay thompson is just suddenly like quick trigger three and everything he touches and it's just like to me all of that combined with the fact that you know you mentioned the media circus you know I've had a couple of Boston people call me and be like, you know, what's finals media day again? How does it work? You know, <laughs> uh, oh, wow, the practice is open. There haven't, hasn't been much open practice with the Celtics this season. I just do think that, I mean, we all know the Warriors know every single, at least the, the key figures know every single step of this finals process and what it's like. Whereas I, Boston's just going to be in discovery mode these first few days. I think even today, you know, they're, they're going to be like, well, this media day is kind of wild. Is this all-star weekend? Like, you know, basically here. So I do think Warriors cannot lose game game one. Like, they're okay if they go to Boston 1-1. Like, they're still obviously in the series. But I think they really got to try to race out to a 2-0 lead or else it could get dangerous for them. That's always the, the trigger for a long series or not, right? It's, it's do you split at home or do you get them both? And then, which the Warriors have done the first three rounds. And even when they've struggled at times, it has pulled them through getting those, you know, those first two home games when they've had home court advantage. MT's here. MT, your your, your initial take on where's getting Boston? To me, the series comes down to that, right? Do they they go up 2-0, man? That's ball game. <laughs> I think Boston gets one of these. I, I've thought that for two series now, so <laughs> I could definitely be wrong. Dallas should have got one of them, right? Dallas should have got one. A of lot them. of times I'll think one is more likely than two, like a road team comes and gets one. But I kind of think in this series, two is more likely than one. I think the Warriors might, you know, stun them a little bit early with everything, you know, circulating around this game. 
but then you get two days off and play that Sunday game too. Maybe some adjustments. Maybe Boston feels the Warriors offense a little bit better. If I was to predict, I'd probably go Warriors win one, Boston answers in two. One can be the surprise game, but yeah, I have been emailing with an executive from the Celtics and they're tired. Like they're talking about flights and got to be on this flight and that flight. And it makes sense. It's not an excuse. It's real. Uh, they're they're going to be like in a daze today at the at the at the uh, media day, and then they're going to be a little bit tired going into game one. They they could pull it off, but they're going to be tired. And it's, but then they get two days off, two days off to the next one. Well, they're playing the Heat. Steph Curry's getting his uh, golf clubs <laughs> re uh, taped. Or what? I know I don't have time to get my golf clubs regripped, and there's Steph. Da, 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 da. I got to get my. Golf. It's hilarious. It's tremendous. Well, that's how he spent his weekend. That's not how Boston <laughs> spent there. So I mean, I, you know. And there's a rust factor, I guess, within that. I know, like, a lot of times NBA players talk about, you know, you want to play a game once every two or once every three days. Suddenly, when you have a seven-day break, it's like it's almost like this mini off-season where you're, you're a little out of it, but I don't know. I'm surprised. Like, Kerr talked about a practice today, you know, and, and, and I know it is a quote-unquote practice day, but many times you just don't even consider the media day a practice day. It's just nothing. I guess they're at home. They could Maybe they could take it to, the, to their facility you know at chase and do it away from everybody but you normally like this is not this is just a media day like you don't even think about practicing it i don't i'm pretty sure this all are not actually holding a practice today i think the warriors are used to this they kind of got to figure it out and they're going to actually have because guess what they have to decide auto porter gary payton and sagan and, and andre godall are going to be available for game one it's pretty huge yeah marcus do you think that the media day aspect the final spotlight of this all will impact Boston, who hasn't been here, compared to the Warriors who have? I mean, or do you think that's, like, overrated? I don't think it's overrated at all. I think it, I think that's very real. Um, we've heard players feel it. I mean, you, as we know, man, starts of the game for the Warriors are basically everything. <laughs> I mean, they don't have to start well to win, and they often don't start well. But when they do start well, that's usually the best sign. That's usually the sign they're going to win the game. When they don't start well, it's like turn. You know, if you turn on the car and it's not working, it's like you know, kind of need to. It's hard to get it jump started once it's not. Started. If they just get to halftime and they're not down fifteen, that's a really good position for them. <laughs> <laughs> and but but you know, you start you start seeing tights. The Warriors were were that way. You know, they they have uh, struggled finals jitters and all that stuff in game one. So I do think that's something. There is a newness to like the chaos of the finals, right? Like that they haven't experienced before. And you know what? Many Warriors haven't experienced it before either. I do think it's important that Steph Clay, Draymond, Looney have that experience, but the coaching staff, yeah, the organization, you know, does that help Jordan Poole? I'm sure it does, right? Does it help, you know, uh, some of these other guys who are going to play who haven't been in it? I'm sure it does, but. The entire Boston roster will be on the floor for the finals together, brand new. And I think I forgot who was talking about that. They're being treated as a team that doesn't have experience. They got a lot of experience, but there is a new twist to the finals. And if it just impacts the first quarter, that's a big deal for Boston, right? If they struggle to start the game and the, and the Warriors get off to a good start, that could literally impact game one, which will impact the rest of the series. So I don't think it's nothing. I do think, however, however it goes to start, though, both teams are good enough to kind of adjust to it. And a pretty young coach, by the way. You know, who knows? I mean, Steve Kerr was pretty good in his as a rookie coach in his first finals. 
but you don't know Ime Udoka. You know, again, he he dragged them through those two seven-game series. I think he's done a great job. Clearly, they're playing great defense. But you don't know. I mean, it's it's a different way to approach. You have to look at the finals differently. Again, they're going to experience something today at Media Day that was that they're, they just haven't experienced. And like we've we've gone through it, and we know what it is, and we're bracing for it. Like we know it's going to be a large expense expensive energy just for us. Pick up the credential, wade through everybody, try to fight through seventeen microphones to get one question, and like they're going to feel it and see it, and it's going to be you know, and, and I think Slater's got it right. It's like an all star game, but for everybody, the whole roster, it's an all star weekend piled up, and then you got to go play a game that matters, the the biggest game of your life. All these things add up. Again, the Warriors went through it fine their first time with Steph, Draymond, and Clay. That doesn't mean everyone's going to go through it fine. Doesn't mean everybody on their roster is going through it for the first time is going to go get through it. And doesn't mean everybody in Boston is going to get through it. It's it, it is a different feel to it. Uh, Chase Center is going to feel different for Game One. Ime Udoka also, stri- you know, outside looking in strikes me as like a pretty disciplined coach who probably has like a pretty regimented practice routine and you know. You know, I don't know that they're like super media, like, you know, open. He comes from the Spurs, you know. So, yeah, I think this is going to jumble up their routine, especially traveling to start the series, much more than like, you know, Steve Kerr and a group that's like, like you said, knows exactly what's going on. But again, that may not matter if, if suddenly Rob Williams is out there swatting everything in the first quarter and you know Tatum and Brown are flying around. The Warriors have seven turnovers because they're too excited. Because, you know, this is this is a nervous moment for the Warriors, right? Back on the stage, you know, can this, you know, more aging team still kind of do it on this biggest stage? Like I can see a bad first quarter from them. Oh, we've seen it. We've seen it throughout the playoffs. And not just in game ones either. Like we've seen it in later later in the series. And it was particularly when the other team's playing really good defense. And guess what? The Celtics are built to play really good defense against everybody. And but you know specifically, I think a ball movement team like the Warriors, you make all those extra passes against a switching long defense. Memphis, right? That's kind of what Memphis was with incredible help side, you know, defense at the rim. Yeah, I could see some turnovers. Both teams. You know, I could see a you know, mistake-filled first quarter, and then just who kind of gets it together and you know evens it out in the second quarter on. Uh, because I think there's going to be, I think there's going to be a lot of turnovers throughout this this series. I just think that both teams are turnover prone, and you know, it just matters how many how many of them are the bad live ball kind that end up in dunks or threes on their side, and how, then what team kind of cools it off uh, and, and settles with the ball. But we know, I mean, Jalen Browns are, and, and Jason Tatum are turnover machines. They just are. That's how they make plays is they get into risky positions, drop the ball, and the ball goes the other way. The Warriors have a couple of those kind of players too. I just think it's going to be mistakes and great plays and mistakes and great plays and great defense and just full attention. At least the first two games, I think, are just going to be full attention. Marcus Thompson, what is, who is the one player that interests you most in the opener? No, I think opener is going to be stars. Well, the whole series to me is Clay. The whole series is Clay Thompson. If they get any version of the Clay Thompson we saw in game five or game six, essentially, if he's making shots, whenever we've seen Boston lose, it's been because an- another guy was making shots. <laughs> Whatever the f- primary focal point guy, you know, wh- whoever that was, it's the other guy who makes them pay for it. You know, when Drew Holiday made shots, <laughs> they the Milwaukee won. And when he didn't, they lost. And when 
whether it was Max Struess or Oladipo, Kyle Lowry, whenever Miami got somebody else. So the Warriors do have a few options for somebody else. But to me, the chief of that is Klay Thompson. I could totally see a scenario where Klay Thompson wins finals MVP. I know people are going to, people would give it to him out of that. Aggregate that one. If he has three games where he's dropped 30 points for Klay, Steph, three games of 30 is like, uh, if they win a series, I don't know, man, it's 11 people. It's It's 11 people vote. Like, it's not like (laughs) it's this real arbiter of it's 11 people vote like right before. Klay has shown in these series, like, He's got one, maybe two of those like big ones in his holster. And other than that, it's probably going to be 17 points on, you know, one night it's seven of, you know, 17. Some nights it's, you know, five of 18. Some nights he sinks into the background. He's not going to be very impactful rebounding. He's not going to be a big assist guy. He's not the defender he used to be. He's helpful, but he's not, you know, he's not going to have the storyline Wiggins might have on the defensive end. I don't see three to four explosive nights from Clay just because, you know, just age and injury history. Like, I think all they need is like one or two of those. And I think that's all he probably has, which is fine. But I just don't see like finals MVP Clay. I think that's going to be really hard. Yeah. And he's going to have Jalen Brown probably guarding him, which is not easy. He'll be guarding Jalen Brown too, right? I mean, I think that's the way the matchups are going to work if he got Wiggins on Jason Tatum. That's hard. It's, you know, they need a good series out of Clay, but I, I agree with you. Like, the one where he put it on Clay, this is the guy. I think he's got one of them, maybe two of them a series, and it's going to be tough. Man, if he is at MVP, Marcus, I'm going to do a whole show praising you. That Man, that, that is a call. That's a pull. Somebody's got to get the shots for how they're going to play. Like, who's getting those shots? It's going to be Clay, but is he going to is he going to make eight threes? How many times is he going to make eight threes in, in this series? It's going to be tough. Dallas pretty well, at least early in the series, not in the clincher, but ran him off the line, st- stayed attached to him. I assume that's generally Boston's strategy. You know, as they go over the scouting report, Emei's not going to be I think like, he right, missed a lot of leave shots, 11. I think he missed a lot of no, shots. No, no question. But that's part of it. That's part of it. You know, that's part of our factoring. Again, it's possible. I'm not saying it's impossible. I just think Wiggins would be, I mean, it's such an obvious one to pick, but Wiggins is so huge in this. And, you know, my guy, Jordan Poole, <laughs> What what killed Miami at the end? Tyler Hero was out or extremely limited in Game 7. They just couldn't score. They didn't have a secondary thing. You go to the bench and you got no other way to score. So Jimmy Butler has to play the entire freaking game. Because Tyler Hero, one of their most important scorers, could not play. When the Warriors get into the jumble and they can't have Steph play 48 minutes, we know it's going to be 38, it's not going to be 48, those 10 minutes plus the minutes with Steph, Jordan Poole is going to be immense. He's going to be tough on defense. I don't know who he's guarding. Who's he guarding? Uh, I don't know. Maybe Robert Williams. And I think they'll match his minutes with Derek White pretty decently. Last last game they played against Derek White, they they had him basically, you know, kind of sag off Derek White, soft closeout, let him shoot threes. Um, you know, they were doubling off Derek White at times. And the other thing, I just did the Rosillo podcast, and we kind of got wrapped into this discussion about you know, pool defensively in the series. And I, I kind of think it's a little bit of a better defensive series for him than Dallas because Dallas is going to go mismatch hunting more often. And not only are they going to try to get the switch, which the Warriors didn't really allow, they were hedging it back, but the help was always so much more concerned on even taking one extra step over to help pool because what was Dallas's entire machine built on? Take that extra step, ping, ping, three point shoot, 
is going up. I mean, it was just this like three point machine that just needed a little bit of a crack. And we're trying to use Jordan Poole, the weak link, to get that crack. Whereas, you know, Boston's more methodical. They have better individual players. But I think if suddenly it's Tatum against Poole in isolation, I think the Warriors help side defenders are more willing to come help than they were against Dallas because not every player on the floor is a shooter like against Dallas. And and not everything is built on jacking as many threes. So I'm not as worried about Poole in this series defensively just because I just don't think that it's as built to like go after one particular person. Yeah, I mean, you know, the exposure on the threes is, is less than it is against Dallas because Dallas shoots more than anybody uh, and, and has had had better shooters uh, from three than Boston, except for in the Warriors series, maybe it was a little come and go. But they still, you know, Boston still got weapons. Again, you know, like we keep going, Marcus Spart ends up with the ball in his hands a lot, a lot more than you'd think, uh, and, and he's willing to take those shots. But you can you, can you imagine if it, it, even at the end of a clock it ends up being pulled on Marcus Smart. Marcus Smart is going to take him right to the rim. He's just going to like escort him to the rim, and then the Warriors will have to react to that. Again, I, I think Jordan Bull can hold, you know, can hold up. And if he does, and if he scores 15 to 22 in a game at a pretty high efficiency, the Warriors are going to win a lot of those games. You made a great point. Like that, that the drive to the hoop is going to be a lot less available to him than it was against Dallas. It just was once he got past the initial defense, he was at the rim, and that was it. A couple times they had a Kleber jumping in there. But with the Celtics, it's not going to be just like that. But he still has to do it. He still has to try it just to try to move that defense. Uh, they don't have another guy with a possible exception of Wiggins at times, who can explode like that. I, I think Poole is going to be a large, large factor in this. Either way, we're going to be talking about Poole in this series throughout as kind of a swing factor. Like we talk about Smart, maybe. Like we talk about, what, Grant Williams. What, what, did he make like seven threes in, in one of those Miami games? I mean, like, these are all talented players. That's why this is such a great series. You can keep going down the line and talk about really important players on both sides. But I think Poole... It's Wigan, It's Curry, Wiggins, Poole, if, if I had to rank three in order. I think that's the trap, though. We saw against Memphis, the non, no, they don't shoot threes that well, and then you end up giving them threes. And Boston will make, they're going to get hot for two games out of this series. Like, we've seen it. Remember Derek Grant went crazy. It went crazy, you know, in, in the last series. They've got. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven games in these playoffs with at least 14 threes, right? And the Warriors do kind of see threes. To me, that is the way Boston can win. They That's the only way they can score enough. I don't think they can score enough if you don't. You know, uh, if they don't make threes, I mean, they're not holding, <laughs> they're not holding the Warriors to eight. They might a couple a game hold the Warriors to ninety points, but generally speaking, I think that's a that's a bit of a risky trap. They'll get them up. They they will they will chuck them threes. There'll be games where they're ice cold on them, but then there are gonna be games where they make a bunch of them. They just kind of gotta hope it's in Boston and not in in uh, in San Francisco, but. I do think that's a, a a bit of a vulnerability where the non-threatening three-point shooting team, I mean, even the great three-point shooting team got looks on the Warriors just because of how they play D. So I, I do think that's a risky thing. But the one way I think the Luka matchup helped is I think Wiggins and Looney, they were they, they got a lot of practice at playing the no step back three, like on ball defense. 
where they were on Luca basically saying, you're going to have to drive past me. I think you got to do that with Tatum. Like you can't let this dude, you, you can't let him get these shots off when he's, when he's especially when he's rolling. I mean, I don't think they would hate the Tatum step back three. He pulls, like, man. Like, rhythm, he, rhythm, and then he rhythm, does it late rhythm, in games. Rhythm, yeah. And when he's making threes, like, that's how he gets the 46s. It's not not all twos and free throws. Like he will he will get going from three. If you take that away and and you 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 make sure Jason Tatum isn't killing you from deep, then it's, he's far more manageable <laughs> to me, you know. He, he's far more manageable than. But then he gets to the foul line if he gets in the lane, you know. He he's such a multiple level scorer. But that's what that's why he's great. That's why he's great. I think Jalen Brown's, I mean, they always say this with Boston, and it's true. Jalen Brown becomes so huge in this series. Can he score reliably? We know he's going to have a clunker. Like, he does have offensive clunkers. But, man, when he scores, they get electric because you got this other side going on. The other side of the floor now is is dangerous, and you have to deal with that. And, again, and the Warriors aren't 100% equipped to deal with a, a great secondary scorer. They really have, I mean, they haven't this whole playoffs, right? They haven't had a team that had this two guys ready to attack them. This is this is what the Celtics bring at him. Yeah, I and, think Brunson and, was kind of stop hating on Reggie Bullock. Reggie Bullock. It's also why you know you mentioned Clay guarding Brown earlier, and you know probably that's how the cross matches you know should match up. But Jalen Brown pretty quick, and Clay's now more of like the you know give him the bigger, sturdier score, not the 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 line drive guy. What about the idea Draymond. of Draymond? That's on exactly Jaylen what Brown? I was thinking. Yeah, Draymond. They don't love Draymond on off-ball guards, though. They lock him on on-ball guards, and Jalen's not going to be bringing the ball up. I, I could see it. I sure could see it. But they tend to like him on the point guard because they put him on Morant at times or on the power forward. We'll see. I mean, they're not going to put him on smart. But it's not about – I mean, as you were saying that, I go, yeah, it could be Draymond. But I don't think that's the way they're going to start because then you've got you got to shuffle Clay over to who you know like you Horford to, or... to Robert Williams or Horford. Yeah, it's going to be a little tough. Like, Marcus, all Smart. those matchups are tough. We will be right back after a quick word from our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service that you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. 
if Clay's on Horford, like is Boston just going to be like, yeah, let's dump it down to Al Horford and the run? rebounding would be tough though. I think yeah, it, it would be the rebounding that. It's where you got to trust uh, Marcus Loon. Thompson's Moses Malooney. <laughs> Moses Malooney, baby, <laughs> just take his half him. Just you got the rebound. He Every solves rebound in this all series, rebounding you go get troubles. It, you go get it, and you go get your max contract. Everyone's asking me about Wiggins getting a max contract and about Poole. Let's get. Kevon Looney a max contract. Come on now. It'll be difficult for Clay and Al Horford to get a rebound when Mo- when Looney gets every <laughs> single rebound. He's averaging forty two rebounds a finals game. Come on now. He's good. He's. I mean. I mean. It's amazing that we can just pencil it in, right? I mean. I think I said it last last podcast. Is is he good now? Is is Kevon Looney good? He's good. Like you could just write in fourteen rebounds, Kevon Looney. This series is going to test him, though. You know, especially if Robert Williams is at all himself at any point in this series, which I don't know if he's going to be. I mean, he certainly hasn't looked like it lately, but... He's going to play a little at least and, and at least be a threat and then Kavon get those shovel passes from Steph on the pick and roll and convert, what, four of them a game? Four of them a game and, and, and get 12 rebounds. Uh, he's done a lot of it this season, this postseason, but he wasn't really doing against Memphis in early in the early in that series by the way that's why he was out of the starting lineup and then he did it for game six uh we'll see Marcus is your guy is he, is he gonna is he a MVP candidate too relax <laughs> relax <laughs> because I just think the guy who makes be. the shots that are created by you know Boston's desire to take away Steph will get a lot of attention I mean I remember talking to people during the Maverick series and you know you know some people had votes I, I didn't get my I, they didn't ask me to vote until the game it came to game five but you know so game four is happening people were talking about it and it was like you know Andrew Wiggins is the Western Conference Finals MVP like if if that thing happened in Dallas if Warriors sweep that series Andrew Wiggins would have been finals MVP, Western Conference Finals MVP. Just that's just based on the conversations from the voters, from the people who were voting. I think Wiggins didn't like blow up that game, and then the Warriors lost, and it comes back to the Bay, so it's, it was a little different. But the people who benefit from what Steph does get the attention, and you, I mean, you know, we follow this team. Like people don't, people don't fully understand what is happening. <laughs> like. <laughs> I think they've been browbeat enough over the I mean, years. that's probably uh, it. People just don't yeah. want to be the ones when the, when the votes come yes. out to say. <laughs> For sure. I mean, I think the people are afraid of that screenshot. I saw <laughs> the Eastern Conference Finals MVP was eight Jason Tatums. And I Bontes went Jimmy Bontemps. Butler. <laughs> went Jimmy Butler, which, you know, you could, make, you could certainly make the argument. I'm not killing the Bontemps pick at all. But what do you think the internet did? I mean, they... <laughs> Bontemps did it because of the screenshot. I want you guys uh, to know. Right. <laughs> All uh, of you are idiots. But I, yeah, uh, I do think there'll be some some type of group thing on that it. That doesn't and sound I, like Bontemps <laughs> at all. I'm not sure about that. I'm not sure. It would ha- I think it would have to be plainly obvious that it's like you've got to vote somebody that's not Steph for it not to be Steph because I almost think it's the career award, kind of right? It's like when, it'll end it's up like when like Denzel won the award. Oscar. <laughs> Well, it's because like he could have won it in 15. I've pointed out that Iguodala was very much a worthy winner, but he could have won it in 15. Durant blotted out the sun in, in 17 and 18, so there's Curry back again. If he has a half-decent series, he's the reason why they're here. He's the reason why they're back. He's Everything flows around Steph. It, it, if it wasn't for Steph, they would be a 35-win team or 40-win team. 
he's going to get it just because of that. And I think he'll deserve it. I mean, I have no qualms with, with it happening like that. It's just all put together because of him. They've been to the finals six times. They would win their, if it's, if they win, it's their fourth finals victory, first fourth championship. Give it to Steph Curry. I got no qualms with that. Unless he has a clunker of a series, and I really doubt he's going to. I, I think he's set up to have a really good series. Silence. Just shut it down with that one. Who's your Celtics key guy? Who's your Celtics key guy? Are we talking like main guys or X Factors? Because to me, Jalen Brown. Yeah, you can like, say Tatum if, if you want. Yeah, if you want. No, say I mean like Jalen Brown. He's kind of a a key guy, but to me, he's huge. You know, he's the be- he's their he's one of I think he's their best fourth quarter scorer, and I, I do think I could see several of these games coming down to fourth quarter, right? Just because the defenses are so good, it's probably Boston can let a game get away from them, right? They can get down twenty. And you do that on the Warriors, it's probably I think they I think they've had enough of those choke jobs during the season to kind of war <laughs> to ward against that, right? We've seen we've seen them blow leads. So provided everybody's playing, you know, in their realm of of ability for both teams, it's gonna be two good defenses, which means two close games, or which means you know, fourth quarters, you know, the game will be decided towards the end. And these are two of the better fourth quarter teams in these playoffs i mean jalen's shooting like 60 percent in the fourth quarter steph is like um i think jalen jason and steph are the three leading scorers in the fourth quarter uh and obviously you know celtics have played more games than steph but if it's coming down to that now jalen brown becomes hugely critical he makes the shots that we expect out of clay right swing open drive kick He's making those shots. He can put pressure on the rim, and he's probably not being defended by your best defender, maybe by your second-best defender in those late-game situations. You could flip side that X factor then and say Gary Payton the second, who might get a heavy dose of Jalen Brown if Gary Payton is healthy enough to make an impact. And, you know, obviously I still question that. He's clearly not 100%. There just sounds like today letting him stretch out his jumper to – you know, three point range and beyond with that left arm. And you can leave him if, if he, if, you know, he was already, you, you know, you're going to leave him, but he could actually make you pay. I just wonder where that three point shot is. But if he is at all like himself, and I think we all like, he's going to be moving like himself. He's the type of dude, even if he's having pain shooting his arm a little bit, he's going to play through it. But, you know, we mentioned the way you can maybe hide pool or replace pool. And maybe if Looney's struggling with size, like Gary Payton unlocks their most, I think deadly defensive lineup that can also do some stuff offensively if he is himself. They really have another gear defensively. <laughs> and if Andre's back, this I could mean, be I a series where nobody scores. <laughs> yes. We yes. might get one of them games. It's going to be, be 87, yeah. 84 because the two defenses. You mean the Eastern the Conference, Conference Finals? Finals. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It is going to look different. It's going to look a lot. It's going to, you know, the, the, the shock from after the Dallas series is, is going to be a lot. And, and and just how the Warriors feel that because it's going to be very, very different. I think the Warriors need Otto Porter to play in this series. Like, he's he's the best net rating guy in the postseason in the entire league. Like, he's their guy off the bench that they trust to, to play both sides and bang, and give Draymond a rest, and give Looney. Unless they're going to play Draymond and Looney 42 minutes a game, like they need Otto Porter. Because you know who it is after Otto Porter? It's Bielitsa. And I don't know that this is a Bielitsa series. I I, I didn't think the last one would be a Bielitsa series, and you got some minutes. 
it, it might be more a Kaminga kind of series, and I kind of got a whisper about that yesterday, by the way. But we'll see. I've heard that before, and he hasn't played. Then he blows one rotation, and yeah, it it's is like, no ah, longer. Out, out, out. It's a Moody it series. It might be a Moody series, yeah. yeah. I mean, you talk about a Jalen Brown guy. like That's like that's the same physical matchup right there. But I think they need Otto Porter. They just need another big guy who can they can feel comfortable with out there. You can't keep playing small. We've seen them. They've gone away from small. They're trying to keep a big guy in there every single And sometimes two, which is, again, they'd gone away from Draymond and Looney. Porter is their answer for that. We don't know how healthy he is. I imagine he's going to play game one, but then how healthy can he stay? If Porter is not effective in this series, that God, they're going to need Kaminga, I think. They really are. And that's how they're going to think about it. God, we need Kaminga. Uh-oh. Or it could be great. You just need another big guy who can be a threat on offense and hang in there on defense on the switches. Maybe Kaminga can't do that. I don't know. He hasn't really proven he can. But they don't have another one other than Porter. Like, they don't have that other guy. Unless, Marcus, is Bielitsa, is it going to be Bielitsa for you? I think those dudes can play in this series. I really do think the Warriors could go deeper, and I actually think they should because of the fact that Boston goes seven deep. And eventually, you you are kind of banking on the battle of attrition tilting in your favor. You don't believe in Baton Pritchard is going to get key minutes in this one? Peyton Pritchard going to hit, a, hit yeah. a big three at some point. <laughs> Probably in Boston, but Peyton Pritchard will hit a big three. No question. But they, they just sat them guys. They sat them guys. Like, they just weren't playing them. Pritchard did barely uh, played at the end of the last year. Miami got away with playing players who just didn't give you anything defensively. I mean, they dusted off Duncan Robinson, Duncan right? Robinson. Like, <laughs> and what did Caleb Martin do at all? Like, I was like, Caleb Martin, yeah, yeah. Caleb Martin in game. It's like, what, what, like, actually, what does he do? I'm not quite sure what he does. And yet he played like 11 minutes in game six. I think they'll was. be able to go a bit deeper than, you know, normal, especially to start the series. I do think because unless the Celtics are kept, have caught fire from three and they're making everything. There's not this greater risk of the 15-0 run, right? Or the 15-0 run will have to come far more methodically unless they're making threes, right? Whereas Dallas, that thing could happen in a blink, right? And it's like bing, bing, bing. So I do think there's a little bit more room for error to get a guy in for a few minutes. So that's why I think Moses in. I could totally see Bielitsa getting some burn. And I don't know. I'm still not ready to give up. On Kaminga, you see all the athleticism Boston has. It's like at some point you gotta just you gotta be able to jump with those guys, run with those guys, put pressure on them. And nobody says that on this roster like Wiggins and Kaminga. <laughs> like that's the answer. My guess though is it's not a early in the series. It's a veteran series. You know, just like you saw Damian, even though they wanted to play Moses Moody, they went Damian Lee in Game One against Dallas. I think they just like like the veterans to get settled in the series. Uh, especially game one, the final spotlight. I think they don't mind coming and Moody sitting over there and watching game one. And then maybe it's a two, three, four. And the fact that, you know, if, if there is a Porter, Peyton, Iguodala sighting early in the series, like they're just, they're the elites at how well he played in game five against Dallas. Like to me, I bet they trust the veterans more early. And then, you know, you sprinkle the Kaminga Moody in as the series goes on and you see which veterans maybe don't fit against Boston. If they've got Gary Payton and Iguodala and, you know, we're assuming Porter is, is playing at least early in the series, they don't necessarily need Kaminga and Moody, although I think they would help. But I do, I think they're kind of curious about Kaminga and Moody. Like, let's see what they got. Again, maybe they don't do it. We've seen them not do it. 
but that athleticism, like they, that's real. Like they do stuff that other guys don't do on this team, and it it would be really good for them long term. Not that that's what this series is about. It's about winning a championship the the way they can. But God, wouldn't it be good for Kaminga Moody to get like? three games of 10 minutes a piece in this series all you got to do is tell kaminga do not take a three don't take if you're open (laughs) i think they do i think they do if you're open drive (laughs) it would help in the long term but also like steve kerr won't and can't at all coach thinking about next season if the moment is right, there's a, there's several ways that could help them, and, and and it has to make sense for the game in the moment. But also, you got eh, you know what? If it's a tie between Kaminga and Bielitsa, let's go with a young guy. That's all I'm saying. I remember a couple Warriors rookies having moments in the finals. Jordan Bell started in Cleveland one time. Remember Patrick McCaw, McCaw man, in the McCaw, McCaw. Yeah. that was big. That was big. Yeah, that was. Really, like, didn't he, he guard LeBron? A I just remember him having like an up and under reverse during like the run that kind of sealed the the title. That's with Kevin Durant, Steph Curry, and Clay Thompson on the floor. Like, that's amazing that that Patrick well, McCall was having this yeah. moment. And then Andre Iguodala went to the parade and was like, "They found their next Andre Iguodala," <laughs> and then he's like, "Correct, I'm gonna hold out in restricted free agency." And he did. Someone's got to yeah. find Patrick McCaw and do a story on him this series. What the hell? Like, my God. He's not still in Toronto? He's out not in the league. Yeah, he's, he's, uh, uh, yeah, he's been out of the league for a while. Does Gabe Vincent, the way Gabe Vincent, the success he had against Boston, does that bode well for Jordan Poole? I, I'm thinking about how do they yeah, close that's, that's How do they close these games? That is what I was thinking about. Like, That's what it's going to come down to. To, to me, the reason you go with Kaminga – over Bielitsa situationally, you're going to need the, the pressure release off the perimeter, right? That's what they had against Memphis. It's like if they're going to play that hard on the perimeter, you need people diving to the rim. But, you know, Bielitsa might dive to the rim. It just won't be a dunk. You know, it'll be like a, a Euro step into a finger row. But but it, when it gets down to it, like, I feel like Jordan Poole, like, can close these games but that means they're really – are they going to go small lineup back? Yeah, I don't think so. You can do that. They've avoided so. that lineup. You're going to play Jordan Poole in the fourth quarter, but I don't think you're playing him for the four, final four minutes. You could go off his defense, but I think it's going to be with their guys. It's Looney and, and it's it, it's the other guys. Like, it's just not going to be Jordan Poole playing – like, they're not taking Looney off the floor at the end if they can help it. So that means Jordan Poole sitting, which is how they close the last series – and Poole gives him great minutes when he's out there, 22, 24 minutes. If you press it, 26, 28. And Looney is in there at the end of the at the end of the game because they need that body. And you know, maybe little, I don't know. It's hard to say because they needed him against Dallas, and you wouldn't have thought that they would have. But they did need him, uh, and they absolutely needed him against Memphis to close that series. So maybe you don't think you needed him, but they just like. Steph and Draymond like having Looney out there. Like, isn't that, I mean, it's beyond clear. Like, that's who they want on the floor in these big moments. So Looney's going to be on the floor at the close games, which means Jordan Poole probably out. Again, they could go off as defense. They, they could sub him out quickly uh, and go, you know, get Jordan in there and get Looney out for a couple offensive positions, possessions. But I think Looney's closing this, these games. I think the small lineup is uh, not their primary lineup. I, we thought it was going to be, and it is not. It's certainly by proof of what the minutes are. I'm getting out of here, but before I wanted to promo a few things, Tim's written a bunch of stuff this week. Marcus has. Tim is uh, on Tim, fire. Dropped. 
bam, 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 bam. That's what I do. It's what I do. That's what I spent the last week doing, reporting all this stuff. So he just dropped, uh, you know, a deeper look at that Wiggins trade, you know, which, you know, was, I guess, sparked from the D'Angelo Russell signing trade. Read that. Thursday morning, me and Marcus will have something bigger, just like inside look at Big. the state of the front office. So it's kind of a, a sequence deal. We went uh, front office on y'all. Thursday we morning. Went, we the went upstairs, we wrote this week. I'm getting out of here. Y'all can close. Slater's out of here. He's got to, he got to drive to Chase Center. We're going to get to media day. Okay, Marcus, what are you looking forward to on media day? What, what, anything at all? You know what? I, I barely remember media day. <laughs> it's like it feels. This feels like it was so long ago. Like nineteen. Right? I, I I mean, sort of. You know what? I it's not just I remember the three years, right? Built. It's the pandemic in the middle. Like a lot. It feels like a lot of life has happened. They switched arenas. They switched. Yeah, cities. they did. They literally switched cities. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm kind of looking forward to just remembering what it's like and the the spectacle of it. I wonder if it's even the same now. If if the new world we live in makes it a bit different, you could see, but being there yesterday and seeing them, all the prep that was happening, it was like crazy. Yeah, I was like, that. okay, this is good. It was crazy to set it up. So I'm like, oh, yeah, it's gonna, it's gonna be insane. Like we weaving around, you can't walk around anywhere. It's like chairs and how many different NBA people poked their heads in on the media room. I mean, it's like, what are you doing? What are you, like? They're all looking around. They're, they're constructing a new media. <laughs> Literally room, building uh, like things media. like in in the Chase Center bowels. It was. It's gonna. Yeah, it's gonna be crazy. I, I wonder if you get the the Guillermo figures and you get the kind of spectacle of it. I wonder if that. I wonder if that happens, but yeah, I just man, it, it feels so long ago, and it was different. Remember, and last time we were, we were in another country for half of it, right? Like, yeah. So I'm glad you have emptied the notebook because that allows me to not worry about anything and kind of take it all in. <laughs> That's what I'm here for, MT. That's I was right. I was right for. last. I was working on yeah. a piece last night. I'm like, man. That's right, Tim dropping the Wiggins piece. I'm not finishing this. I'm not finishing this. You know, uh, I might be he's done right. for the rest of the He's writing right. right. like, the sixth story of the week. I'm not doing it. Why would I waste his work? Go ahead. Oh, I just say, you saw me at work at the, at the end of last series. I was freaking, I'm piling up stuff because we're going to have a lot of time off. And then once the final start. You might not see Mia very much. Like this is like let's get it all out. Like this is a fascinating to point in, in in this franchise's history right now, and let's just get let's get through it. A lot of the interesting things, and then we. Move. I got one more that'll be coming in between one and two, but I've written a lot of them. I'll put it that way. I've written like the best stuff I've got, uh, and I'll write a predictions I think column uh, today for tomorrow. But that's it, and then one more, one more. But it's cool. I mean, yeah, we'll see. You know, we already like. Weren't you surprised at the conference finals? There wasn't. No, that much no, it wasn't. Yeah, that's, that was yeah. weird to me. Yeah, that's why I'm curious. Maybe because all the East Coast guys were 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 in Boston and Miami. I don't know. Like, but we just ha- we had very few national types come through, and in Dallas there was like none. So I expect that to be a little bit. I mean, it's obviously going to be a lot different, but might might be scaled down. You might be right in in, in this media age in, in the COVID time still, maybe it's going to be a, a less circusy atmosphere. Although the circus is always in town in the finals. You're right. There will be the, the good But how big is it is the question, the right? Yeah, is yeah. it? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, yeah, is Bill Simmons going to be there with his video crew? Is, you know, is, you know, the, the Kimmel show going to be there? We don't know. 
but that's what we're there to find out. I don't know that we're going to write much about all the crazy stuff, but we will get there and experience it at least. Like, have you ever reported a story out during a media day, MT, or even even just a regular practice day at the finals? It's I, I don't remember. I really have. It's just too much going on. Like these guys are pulled left and right. They got to be on this set and do that podcast, and you know everything's set up for the national media. I've never really felt like I got much time with anybody during the, the during the finals. Yeah, that's absolutely wild. You get everything, you get all your interviews and all that because you know the uh, the people connected to the TV deals start getting their all the access. <laughs> oh yes, try to get Steph Curry, even MT. Like try to get Steph Curry now, while he's being walked over to the ESPN set. You can't do it. Like that's it's just hand delivered to the to the TV rights holders. Normally, it's like all right, I'll call him or something, but. Can you imagine what his phone is like? He's not answering his phone, and I'm not going to be one of the people all in his phone at this time. You know what I'm saying? Steph, it's just a couple questions. Come on now. It's just a couple questions. Uh, that's You're right. Again, someone said this, I think, to me, and like, this is veteran experience. Do your reporting in the days before the circus comes. Like, And we were, we were afforded like Super Bowl, the time. Right? It's like Super Bowl, right? Like, do, yeah, do oh, it before. When media day yeah. hit, that's not for the media. <laughs> That's not the time to do your work. That is spectacle, <laughs> spectacle. And the players get hit with it. And then, like again, that's where the experience comes in. Like, they're going to go, Whoa. anybody who hasn't experienced this before is just going to go, what the hell? Like, what What are they assembling? Like, isn't like they wind down their, their practice. It's not really a practice. It's basically a shoot around. But as they're winding it down, they're building sets, you know, stages for them to be. Like, literally, while they're winding down practice, they're assembling these stages for players to be on. That does not happen in any other place, in any other moment, except for the finals. And they will go through it today. So. But we're ready for it. MT, we've been through it. Afterwards, we're, we're trying to tell Wiggins, like, hey, man. <laughs> Wiggins was like, really? What's it like? <laughs> you know, Wiggins never wants to stand in chat. He was like, what is it like? And he goes, <laughs> I was like, oh, man, you, you don't even know what you're in for. I just hope they remember them questions weren't coming from us. All them questions that you hate, you think are ridiculous, that is not us. Just remember that, Andrew, please. <laughs> He will remember it, maybe, 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 maybe. But, uh, yeah, this is going to be the onslaught. We're we're all bracing for it, uh, but the Warriors have gone through it, and maybe they they will gain something from not having to be shocked by the moment. And and maybe the Celtics might have it. Maybe the Celtics are going to love it. I don't know. Maybe maybe they're a bright lights team. I don't know what the coach is. Doc Rivers, when he was a Celtics coach, was a bright lights coach. We'll we'll see with Ime Adoka. Maybe maybe he is. Uh, it, It does change the the mood changes the atmosphere changes and uh we're about ready to get to it okay i'm gonna get over pick up my credentials so let's uh let's wrap this up then so you're gonna you weren't there for the beginning but you're gonna wrap it up all i care about the one thing that i want to get out of this nba finals and if this happens i will consider this a successful season a successful year a successful life all i need is to see me along Ime Udoka's better half Probably will. You probably will. Probably will. Probably see a lot of other people too, but that's good. That's good. That's a great way to close the show, everybody. Deuces.